Are you working on your author career, but struggling to get that first book published? Does the goal of being an author seem too lofty? Or thoughts of having multiple books and making a full-time living are as fantastical as living in Cinderella's castle? Welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths, a podcast where aspiring authors can be heard. Join Steven Schneider as he finds and talks to authors you may not know, but authors that have gotten their foot on the author career path. Hear what they've done to get there and where they want to go now. Settle back. It's time for a bit of inspiration and advice. Come listen to today's Discovered Wordsmith. This Cold Night, Chapter 1. What, is it like an allegory or something? Finn looked up from his drink, his face bathed in the amber glow of firelight. The fuck is an allegory? The text she sent you, these emojis, do they have some hidden special meaning for the two of you? I handed the cell phone back to him. An umbrella and a knife? No, no special meaning, unless she wants to stab me in the fucking rain or some shit. He was swearing a lot. A sure sign that the whiskey sodas he'd been downing over the last hour and a half were finally starting to take effect. I shrugged. Probably a mistake then. Maybe she didn't mean to text you at all. Come on, Shellbell. She breaks up with me out of the fucking blue, doesn't talk to me for months, months, then just happens to send this shit on the day of my mom's funeral. His brow wrinkled over his dark eyes as he returned the phone to his pocket. Not exactly out of the blue, I refrained from saying. Actually, I remembered being surprised his relationship with Nia had lasted as long as it did. Instead of voicing this, I simply put my hand on Finn's shoulder and gave it a gentle squeeze. He covered my hand with his, and we sat in silence for a while, watching the fire burn in the grate across from us, warming the oversized room. It was an immensely comfortable place, cozy despite its spaciousness. Thanks, Shell Bell, he said after a few minutes, removing his hand from mine to tug lightly on the braid at the back of my neck like he had done so often when we were children. Tills ran down my spine at the contact. You're always here for me. Christ, can you believe we're going to be 30? But I wasn't listening anymore. Not really. I had gone rigid, and a sudden cold sweat was dampening my neck and palms. My heart skipped in my chest, the way it always did when I was anxious. Uh, excuse me for a sec. Bathroom. I pressed one clammy palm to the decorative scarf wrapped over the top of my head and stood. My shoes sank into a decadent Persian rug. Finn tilted his head to the side and made to stand as well. You okay, Shell? You're really fucking pale. I was already at the doorway. Fine, I'll be right back. Without waiting to hear Finn's reply, I stepped out into the hallway, keeping my hand pressed tightly to the scarf as I moved. I winced at the loud clicks my kitten heels made against the hardwood floor. A heavy pulse beat against my throat. I made the conscious effort to slow my pace to a more natural one, forcing myself to breathe. I knew my way, at least. The brooding country mansion was almost as familiar to me as my own childhood home. Large oil paintings lined one side of the hallway, their usually benign subjects menacing in the partial darkness. One in particular, of a young girl holding a bouquet of drooping blue bonnets, served to set my nerves even more on edge, if that were possible. Her eyes, round and periwinkle, seemed to twinkle in a conceited way, as if she held some damaging secret and one corner of her Cupid's bow mouth was curved up at the end into a malicious grin. I turned my gaze away, looking instead toward the long, narrow windows punctuating the wall opposite. Snow had begun to fall, and was coming down so thickly that it appeared as if someone had hung sheer white curtains over the outside of the window panes. I couldn't make out the stone water feature I knew to be situated at the center of the courtyard beyond. Maybe that was a good thing, considering. 
The aged fountain was still the clear effigy of what I took to be an angel pouring water into a basin, but which always had looked more like a great-winged demon to me. When we were children, Finn and I used to laughingly refer to it as the pterodactyl man, partly because of its beak-like mouth, but it had always creeped me out. To my other side was a long oval mirror. Its intricate silver frame glistened in the dim light, catching my eye. An empty feeling expanded within me at the sight of the familiar object. Alice Ferguson, Finn's mother, had inherited it from her parents. I remembered well the way she used to admire and care for it. Every week she would wipe down the reflective glass with a soft cloth, humming as she did so. Then she would polish the delicate frame, meticulously covering every grooved surface of it. The ache, the void I felt looking at the dust-coated glass and silver, was more than I could bear. I kept walking. When I finally reached the large oak door that led into the bathroom, the arches of my feet were aching. Once inside, I stepped out of my shoes and carried them over to the marble sink. I put them down on the counter, watching my reflection in the mirror hanging above. Finn had been right. I did look pale, and that was saying something. Despite my naturally jet black hair, my complexion was as white and freckled as everyone else's on my fully Irish father's side. My natural hair. Hi, if you enjoyed this episode of Discovered Wordsmiths, please support the author. Go to their website, go to Amazon, look them up, get the book. And if you click on the link that I have in the show notes, you'll also help support the podcast so I can keep the hosting and all the software I use and uh, keep it running for, to help more authors. When I am recording this, we've got over 100 episodes, lots of authors. Go to the website, discoveredwordsmiths.com. Check it out. There's a lot of great authors, probably in some genre that you love. See what they have. Check out their books. That's what the point of the podcast is for. So people can discover new authors, find some new books they love, support the authors so they can continue writing. So please support them. And if you do like the podcast, if you've been thinking of podcasting or you're a writer, I've got some links also at the website. Click on those if you're interested in any of the software or services that I talk about. Everything that I have there is something I use, so I've got an affiliate link. Again, it's a little bit, if everyone clicked on those, if they were going to get it anyway, it helps keep the podcast going. So let's all help each other out, discover more authors to read. Thank you for listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. Come back next week and listen to another author discuss the road they've traveled and maybe sometime in the near future, it might be you.